0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Emma. And we are recording live from the floor of Emma's mom's closet.
1: (laughs) It's true. The quietest room in the house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Now that I'm like back home, I'm like, okay, there's like nowhere to be where my dog's not barking or my family's not coming in and out. Yeah. Today we are recording an Enneagram episode, which we've been wanting to do since the beginning, but we just haven't like had the time to put in the research. Yeah i guess but think about yeah. it
1: and self-analyze
0: and... yeah i like was writing stuff down i was like this is uncomfortable <laughs> like i don't know it it definitely probably get very vulnerable with a lot of the stuff we've learned yeah because it's reveals some ugly things about you
1: yeah but Super excited
0: <laughs> yeah pumped um but we want to know what your guys's enneagram is types are so we'll be posting on our instagram Mm -hmm. and if you haven't taken the test there's like a lot of free tests out there but i think like you can take the test but then also like read through all the descriptions Mm -hmm. on enneagram institute because i think that's how you really get to yeah okay emma would you like to give us a little overview of the enneagram
1: yes so basically what the enneagram is if you guys don't know it's like really popular but it's basically a personality test But the difference between the Enneagram and like the Myers-Briggs or the color one, you know, or whatever, is that it goes into like why you do what you do. It doesn't just tell you like this is what you do. It's like this is why you do what you do and like why you have the tendencies you have, which is why I think it's the most helpful out of all the personality tests. And I mean, obviously, we're both like behavior health people and so like we love it anyway yeah we are all into like the psych and behind why people do what they do and so I just really like this one yeah but to just give like a basic they have nine different numbers basically you like test and you'll get a number the one is the perfectionist two is the helper three is the achiever four is the individualist or romantic five is the observer Six is, oh my gosh, what is this? The loyalist. Six? Yes, the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. Eight is the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. And each of these have different fears and then basic desires that motivate their just like daily acti- like yeah. daily choices and like the motivation behind why they do what they do. Yeah. Um, And then each one can go into a different number tendency in like either stress or growth so like for me i go in a time of stress i go to a nine like unhealthy tendencies of a nine yeah which is like wanting to please everyone it's more like just quieting myself to just be what be just like neutral to everyone
0: oh okay okay okay. where
1: and then in growth i go to a six which is
0: like you're a good friend like you're loyal yes
1: things like that. So I don't know if that helps, but that's the basic gist of it all.
0: Yeah. And then you can have like different wings and things like that, which are like your one number, but then you kind of like resonate with another yeah. number that's next to you on the little circle it's
1: definitely easier if you have a visual in yeah front of you, but um the wings just kind of like help you balance out a little bit yeah
0: i did want to say that the enneagram is a tool so if you feel like it boxes you in or it doesn't resonate with you like that's okay mm-hmm. like we said this is a personality test that we
1: feel like we get the most from but we know it's not for everyone so yeah that's okay and it's almost like the initial reaction to the enneagram is that you've boxed in but that's like the point of it is that you're already in the box, and so the point of the Enneagram is to, like, help you realize what your tendencies are yeah. within the box, and then help you get out of them. Yeah, But good. it's also hard, and not everyone's, like, ready to yeah. do that.
0: Yeah, and I also didn't want to say, too, um, just in, like, learning more about it, just, like, be careful not to diminish people to their numbers or yeah. put them in that box, because... For me, I think the Enneagram is a tool for more empathy, not less, and I don't
1: know. it's not, like, an excuse either for the way, like, it allows for more empathy because you're like, oh, that's, like, just the way that they are. Like, that's why they're doing what they're doing, and it's good to know why people do what they do, but it's also, like, not an excuse for you to be treated bad or for you to treat others bad and just, like, yeah, let it be a cop-out for the way that you treat people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay, that was our disclaimer. <laughs> um, okay, so what was your introduction to the Enneagram and your first reaction? Cause you're kind of the
1: one who introduced me to it mm-hmm. on local outreach. We did it for our training, so we they made us all like take the test and then they gave us like a rundown of like what it meant to be that number. And it was when it was like super new. Yeah. So I had literally never heard of it before, and then. Um, all of my staff members were, like, super educated in it. So then they just, like, educated us, basically. Yeah. And then they used that to kind of like help us be better leaders. And yeah, like, these are your tendencies as leaders, and these are your weaknesses as leaders. And so that was like the basics of it. But initially, yeah. my initial reaction to it was like I literally tested as a three like four times, and each time I was like, no, no, that's yeah. not me. Yeah. and like that happened like so many times. But I am a three. Yeah, <laughs> throw and through, through and through. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Um, so you had the cards and we literally went to Emma's apartment one night and every single one of our friend group like did the little card test thing, which is like another version of what you would take on the internet, yeah. but
1: yeah. It's said to be more accurate, but the cards are like $40. And they take five ever. Like we yeah. were there
0: for hours. Yeah. Um, so originally Emma thought, you thought I was a four because at that point mm-hmm. I was in an area of growth and twos go to fours mm-hmm. in growth, like twos go to a four in growth. Mm-hmm. Um, But then I was like tied between the two and the four. But as soon as I read everything for the two, I was like, "Mm, yep, that's (laughs) me. Especially like reflecting on stuff in high school. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that would be accurate um Sorry. but I feel like everyone's reaction kind of is like oh yeah. no yeah, yeah when they get their type they're
1: like oh, no <laughs> I don't want to be that that was me I was like I'm not achieving like I'm not trying to be everything you want me to be right now <laughs> yeah especially especially in like this place where like I'm looked at as like a leader and like yeah. I want to be pleasing to them and I was super young and I was just like yeah no what do you mean <laughs> I know I know um, so what is your type? So I'm a 3 wing four, which on the Enneagram Institute is like the professional. Yeah. But the three is the achiever, and then the four is the individualist or the romantic. So the three wants to be the best, and then the four wants to be unique. So <laughs> I just want to be uniquely the best all the time, which <laughs> is really awful. <laughs> What are you? Um, I'm a two
0: with balanced wings, so primarily the helper, but then instead of getting one wing, I had to go above and beyond and get (laughs) two. So, like, literally the one and three are equally balanced for my wings, so, like, equally a perfectionist and equally an achiever, and equally the helper, which was just so fun in high school. (laughs) I did want to talk about that, like, because I was super unhealthy in high school. Yeah. And I think you were, too. Yeah, So I kind of wanted to talk about what that looked like when we were both in an unhealthy place before we go into, like, what we've learned. Yeah. As fun as that is.
1: I feel (laughs) like, for me, the unhealthy phases look so different. It just, like, depends on who I'm with. Yeah. And so in high school, I remember being, like, perfectionist but in a very like achiever way like yeah. I was working really hard to be like the certain type of friend and I was working really hard to get all lays, and I was really working hard to like also please all of the admin and like be like everything everyone wanted yeah to be, to be. yeah and that kind of l- like in high school I would have been like oh I was a one but yeah. like now looking back I was like no I just people were expecting that Of everyone. Like it was very normal for teachers and like staff and even like friends, parents to be like, this was like the type of person you should be like, you should be perfect no matter like what you're feeling. And so that's like kind of how I was. But then in like recent years when I'm unhealthy, I noticed myself maybe just like overcompensating in like other areas, whether that be like ministry or schoolwork or work like yeah in actual like achiever ways if yeah. that makes sense. So it can kind of look different but when I have less people breathing down my neck, the more like unhealthy typical three it looks, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the more that I'm just like trying to work up the ladder in whatever I'm doing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Say so your basic fear and basic desire.
1: Oh my basic fear as a three is of being worthless and my basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile
0: love yeah so for two the basic fear is of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved and the basic desires to feel loved and in high school I was definitely like super unhealthy especially my senior year like it was a lot of like giving to the point of like having nothing left for myself or giving so that people would like me I remember feeling people were only friends with me because of like what I could do for them Mm -hmm. or that people would come to me for help and then give nothing in return so I was in a lot of toxic friendships I would say because of that do you know the song save yourself by Ed Sheeran you sing it (laughs) yeah let me sing it to all of you we did last (laughs) year I'm just gonna say the line because if I sing it it's gonna be heinous um it's like before you save someone else you have to save yourself oh yeah, yeah 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 um like that was like the song that when I heard it senior, I was like hmm ouchie (laughs) yeah that one hurt like i just felt so drained all the time because i was giving to people so much and i needed that love to come from other people to feel valued but like i wasn't getting it Mm -hmm. so just this like constant striving Mm -hmm. and just constant feeling of depletion i was like way overcommitted. like i said yes to everything this is kind of the three in me i would say Mm -hmm. like saying yes to everything because i didn't want people to like think less of me or i thought they wouldn't love me if i didn't assert myself or my boundaries or whatever and i think some of the unhealthy Tendencies continued in certain aspects of my life in college, e.g., e.g., am I writing an essay? <laughs> <laughs> e.g., um, like, relationships with certain individuals I still, like, gave to be loved or gave mm-hmm. to the point of, like, depletion mm-hmm. or to fix other people. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was super achievement-oriented and, like, a perfectionist. So, those that was not a great combination of traits in high school, but I think now... I'm definitely, like, I've learned way better at asserting my boundaries, Mm -hmm. but now when I'm unhealthy, I notice it more in, like, how I feel, like, insecurities or, like, pride especially, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so. What have you learned or unlearned about yourself? I have an extremely long list, and so do
1: you, because we learned a lot. Yeah, this is basically the rest of the episode, so buckle up. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the first things that I learned or just, like, realized about myself after learning the Enneagram is that I totally morph into just whatever the room like wants like I'm yeah really good at reading a room and really good at figuring out what people want from me as I'm like meeting them for the first time yeah and so and that's like a trait of the three like a a trait of a three is that they can be like chameleon like yeah (laughs) and just kind of be what everyone wants them to be and so I've learned that about myself, but because I've learned that, I'm trying to unlearn that. Yeah. And one of the ways I'm, like, trying to unlearn that is by, like, figuring out the feelings behind why I begin to feel like I need to do that and to combat those with, like, healthy feelings and, like, feelings of, like, being confident in who I am and, like, taking the time to, like, actually get to know... Myself and like what I like to do and like who I am, and not just project whatever I feel like everyone wants me because I think for a long time I didn't even know like who I was really because I was just being what everyone else wanted me to be, which is so much easier than like getting to know yourself totally. But it'll catch up to you, and that's like one thing I had to learn that was hard but has been like one of the best things because like now I know who I am and like what I have to offer, and I'm not so much trying to just be what everyone else wants yeah sometimes as a three i can spiral um in the thought that i'm not the best
0: yeah
1: (laughs) relatable content (laughs) at what i'm doing and because of that i feel like i'm not good enough so i learned to readjust my goals and to readjust what I think is the best because, yeah. like, it's really easy to just compare yourself to other people and be, like, who has the best job and, like, yeah. who's the most fit and who's the most healthy and who has the best relationships and, like, all of those things. And me kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if, you like, getting jealous is the right word, but just, like, want to up that, Like, one up that, yeah, yeah. yeah and so that's like one unhealthy tendency that I learned about myself I feel that- like I'm wondering if that's like a also big small school thing yeah because that was like my t- atm-
0: that like that was just the atmosphere in high school and I've had to like unlearn that
1: too yeah or maybe that's my three wing and <laughs> we'll never know and it can be that yeah um but yeah so like that's One thing I've had to relearn, and then an example of this is like during college, like I had a tendency to focus all of my attention on like ministry, like the student leadership position I had and like getting good grades and working because like that was what was important to the people around me. Yeah. Like Like, their measure of success. Yeah. That's like the point of college is like grades and like how you invest in like your university. But I was like neglecting the very relationships that I was like seeking Approval approval from. And so, one thing I've had to like learn and unlearn is that approval and friendships and like quality friendships is the root of like why I can tend to do those things. And so, instead of doing those things to attain that approval that I'm wanting to just focus on the relationships. Yeah, that's really good. (laughs) Instead. So, that's like one thing I've learned. And that kind of just like applies to like all different areas. But it's for me it's more of just like okay why are you doing what you're doing why are you not feeling like it's life give like giving to you it's like draining yeah. you and then figure out the actual route of like, this is the feeling that I am needing from people or from yeah. whatever. And instead of going the roundabout way, going into it and being like, oh, I just need to spend time with friends. Or, yeah. I just need to eat healthy or I just need to whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then there was like this quote that I read this morning, actually, that I really liked. It said, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. Um, by Earthy Andy. And then she also said with it, Those little things like looking into someone's eye, being a shoulder to lean on, sponging up a moment, sharing a laugh or embracing a hug, those are the greatest of any great thing that there is. No amount of money or worldly success will feel as great as these irreplaceable small things. Work hard but love harder is the recipe to a very rich life. And... That's just, like, kind of what I've learned as a three is that, like, I value achieving things and I value success, but it's more life-giving to value those things in, like, the small things, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. I definitely feel like I've had that kind of mindset shift, too, Mm -hmm. over the years, like, Finding the or joy in, like, the mundane things mm-hmm. as opposed to going out and changing the world in some big public way is not necessarily what's going to bring you happiness. Yeah. It's, like, the relationships with the people around you in those small moments. Yeah. It's really good. Um, for me, let's read from this lengthy list. Um, okay. So the first thing I have done is that I have unlearned the idea that love is conditional and that people won't love me unless I do things for them or give of myself to the extreme. That one is freaking hard for me. Like, I don't know. I guess I still... I've definitely, like, even last year or two years ago, I don't remember, still had to work through this thing where I was like, I... Like, other people deserve unconditional love, but I'm the exception. I deserve conditional love. And I was like, what? Why? Like, had to work through that literally in therapy because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that's something I'm trying to unlearn. On the uglier side of things, I've learned that I struggle a lot with pride, which isn't something that I think I, I don't think I would have identified that in myself Mm -hmm. if it weren't for the Enneagram. But Mm -hmm. now that I like see that, I really see that in Mm -hmm. like areas of my life. If you're looking at it from like a faith standpoint, that's like the major sin of a two is pride. I guess for me, I see my pride in when I want to be like the person that everyone goes to, to talk about things or like get advice or when I want credit for giving or things like that Mm -hmm. or the things I do for others which is when I am obviously more unhealthy manipulation is a thing for twos which when I read that I was like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um if you're in an unhealthy state as a two you try to manipulate others into loving you it sounds literally horrible but you try to manipulate others into loving you by doing things for them or giving so basically you manipulate others into loving you by loving them I didn't like learning that
1: yeah, but, like, I don't like that either. That would be such a hard lesson to learn because it's, like, yeah. you're just seeking love by loving, which is what we're called to do, but it's, like, but your it's intention. Like,
0: yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Um, And then we both share the same, like, center. Okay, like, shame is, like, a big thing for mm-hmm. both of us, mm-hmm. and that's, like, a big Central thing to both of our types As well as worthlessness So like learning that Mm -hmm. essential fear is worthlessness And I've had to do like a lot of work To uproot the idea like I said that other people deserve unconditional love but that I'm the exception and I deserve conditional love and like uprooting the idea that my worth comes from others and what I do from that do for them like being like okay no that's not where my worth comes from like it's not bestowed upon me Mm -hmm. by how others perceive me or whatever Mm -hmm. and then also I've learned that I have to address my needs first and pour into myself first and foremost really like did not do that all of high school um and it like took such a toll on me so going along with that, like, learning to put up better boundaries and say no. Like, I never said no to anything in high school because I just didn't want to disappoint anyone. And in college, I'm really good at saying no. So,
1: I'm like, Haley, please,
0: Haley, please. <laughs> She's like, no. I'm like, ugh. I don't, like, I just, that's something I really had to learn. And now I'm
1: They're good at it
0: yeah very proud of you like i feel like i have found a good balance at this point to saying yes versus saying no and realize again like why my motivations what my motivations would be for saying yes like am i saying yes because i want to be there or am i saying yes because i think other people expect me to be there and that i'll mm-hmm. disappoint them if i'm not there mm-hmm. but i know that's like i know that's not true i know my friends love me mm-hmm. unconditionally and and if i need to say no because i'm not in the right place like totally fine it's fine yeah, yeah. this came from a devotional the other day, actually. Um, that I'm not everyone's answer. Literally, the quote was like, you are not everyone's answer. And I was like, (laughs) 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 Ah, (laughs) wow. Just that I don't have to be everything to everyone. I saw on Insta. Did I send you this? It was like lean into the moments when it was for each Enneagram
1: type. No, I don't think so. Okay,
0: I'll have to send it to you. But for a two, it was like lean into the moments when you feel replaced. And I was like, Oh, oh.
1: that hurts. Yeah. What was the three? Do you remember? I don't remember.
0: I'll look right now, actually. Okay. Lean into the moments when you feel embarrassed.
1: Oh.
0: Mm. It hurts. I didn't like that. It hoits. Yeah. Um, I think the final thing, which is like a more positive, more positive thing after I've called out all the negative things I've learned, <laughs> um... It has helped me call out what I'm good at, I think, Mm -hmm. recognizing that, yeah, I actually am really good at loving people, Mm -hmm. and I really like that about myself. Okay, Enneagram in relationships. How has Enneagram improved your relationships with other people? It reminded me
1: that people are important, (laughs) (laughs) in all honesty, I'm just kidding, but, like, really, though, sometimes I can get just, like, very task-orientated and, like, forget that, like, what I'm really seeking is the approval of people yeah and like in quality relationships yeah and that's harder because that means I have to be vulnerable which means that yeah I have a level of like shame for feeling the way I do yeah. or you know like it's just a much more vulnerable place to be than just getting the work done and being good at it you know yeah and Totally. so it's helped me remember that that's something I need to value is like people yeah. and friendships and that not everyone is just somebody to use to like get where you want to be. Yeah. Not that I... I mean, I don't know if I did that. Maybe I did that subconsciously. But I feel like I learned that early enough in life to not hurt as many Become people. a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the levels on the Enneagram in, in, Institute, that like, oh, yeah unhealthy is yeah. actually that. I'm like, <laughs> good. Yeah. Honestly, it is
0: for, like, everyone.
1: <laughs> I'm like, this is... Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. But then in more intimate relationships, it's not it's like hard because it's like honestly just knowing your tendencies is helpful but the hardest part is actually like combating those Mm -hmm. tendencies yeah because like I know being vulnerable is hard for me and like sharing emotions is hard for me I know that to be true as a three yeah but the hard part is then knowing that and sharing them anyway yeah
0: like you can't just be like oh sorry I have a hard time being vulnerable you have to like
1: do the work too yeah yeah. So that's been, like, the most helpful because it's kind of just, like, given language to the way I feel and, like, yeah. the way that I am. I don't know. that Not the way that I am, but, like, the tendencies that I have in yeah. relationships. And it allows people to have, like, a little bit more grace for me, I think, because it's, like i know this about myself i know this to be true about me and i'm working on it i just need yeah. to know that it's hard you know yeah
0: totally totally um i think for me okay so the enneagram albums by sleeping at last or, or i don't know if wrecked so good <laughs> we'll link it for sure because it's so freaking good if yeah. you're not sure what type you are whatever song makes you cry that's you <laughs> essentially <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so good But I think when I listened to that, it kind of like it broke my heart for my friends Mm -hmm. because I felt like I finally understood kind of like the deep fears and like hidden parts of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it has given me like a greater appreciation for like the unique experiences or Mm -hmm. unique ways that my friends experience the world. Um, I think it's also helped me understand how to better affirm people based Mm -hmm. on what they need, like Mm -hmm. knowing what core fears and core desires are and what those struggles are has helped me. Like, give people what they need better, Mm -hmm. I think. Also, working through... I don't know if this is going to make sense. Working through problems when... Like, if my friends are feeling mad or upset about something, like, I feel like I can ask questions to get to the root of what it might be mm-hmm. I guess which is usually based in or related to that core fear yeah I don't I don't know if that, that makes, makes sense, sense. Yeah. yeah obviously it's given me greater empathy for others and I think like between me and you I feel like it's opened up our dialogue a lot more and like mm-hmm. it helps us with conflict mm-hmm. and like because you're three and I have like a three wing I feel like we can relate to each other in a lot of the accomplishment and achievement stuff and sometimes mm-hmm. we have to check each other in that sometimes I yeah. think we struggle with the download count you know <laughs> I don't share it with Emma, because <laughs> we all know. She can't handle it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, I think it just, I don't know, I think it's helped us for sure, because I feel like we can call out things in each other, like, yeah. sometimes I can be like, hey, guess what, people, like, look at your friends, and you're not, like, offended by that, you're like, oh yeah, thank you, or, like, you can call out, like, the same thing in me, like, yeah i don't
1: know why are you doing that do you actually want to go yeah yeah exactly things like that and it's also been like we've been able to support each other too in those things and like it's okay that you're not doing okay yeah but like just take this time to like work on it or like you know
0: just greater grace i think yeah yeah that's all this was kind of rambly because we had to confront uncomfortable things i feel like it's like our breakup episode where we were like (laughs) i
1: don't want to do it (laughs) i know i'm gonna edit this and be like I don't.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, hope this gave you a really, really, really deep look into our souls. We want to know definitely what your Enneagram numbers are. You know, share some deep, vulnerable parts of yourself, too. Yeah. Or don't, it's fine.
1: Just or just take the time to figure out why you do what you do and then yeah. try to put in the work to, like, get yourself out of that box, whatever it may yeah. be, whichever number you are. But it is a more open and, like, I don't know, self-aware life. The work is hard, but it's worth it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, like, if you're like, eh, I don't really like the Enneagram, that's fine. Still work on learning your tendencies. I think that, like, yeah, you don't have to connect it to a personality test or anything like yeah. that. But if it's helpful, then by all means use it it's been helpful to
1: us yeah we advocate self-awareness however that looks for you yeah totally so you guys can find us at the hasis podcast on instagram you can also email us at hello.hasis at gmail.com hello don't
0: listen to that hello.hasispodcast at (laughs) gmail.com good good good, good.
1: and yeah just reach out we want to talk we want to get to know you guys help you figure out you too yeah totally i think
0: that's it sorry i sang a lot on this episode when i'm uncomfy i tend to sing things instead of literally jessica day from new girl <laughs> me
1: i love that one of
0: my best friends has been saying that since high school and i'm like Ooh,
1: true <laughs> you're rude. yeah
0: but yeah thank you guys for listening to this if you guys want to leave us a rating and review we'd love it um screenshot this episode tag us on your story for listening share with your friends Mm -hmm. and i think that's all we have for you today bye Bye, sis. sis
1: and i'm like (laughs) i know out of breath winded
0: when you haven't worked out all quarantine (laughs) good